I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, final segment of the program, and we want to bring it full circle today. Today, of course, is Holocaust Remembrance Day, the day the world stops or should stop. We all should stop and remember the six million Jews and millions of others that were killed by the Nazis over the course of many years. It was on this day, 77 years ago that the Auschwitz concentration camp was liberated. If you've never been there, uh, it is a a place of immense power. Uh, and while there is such a feeling of loss and grief and potential unrealized, uh, I also felt like there was this feeling of, it was sort of a, an exclamation point uh, of people, uh, that it's people that matter. And when we dehumanize those that we disagree with, when we have contempt uh, for those that we don't know or don't understand or who appear to be different than we are. And so as we think of that in the proper way to celebrate, to remember, and to take action on Holocaust Remembrance Day is we really have to look at the, the whole process uh, those concentration camps did not pop up overnight. We know that. Uh, it was over time. And how does that happen? We talked about becoming numb and what that does to our conscience and to the soul of a community or a country. And why it's so vital for all of us to step back and really assess, well, what are the lessons for me coming out of all of that? Uh, we talked with Rabbi Avrami Zippel earlier today just about that dehumanization as one piece of the puzzle. Uh, but again, you have, to, you have to go back even further and you have to dig a little deeper and you have to see of how we're choosing to react and respond to various situations that come up. Uh, it's so easy for us to ignore or dismiss the crucial conversations in our lives because we have either demonized or dehumanized those on the other side of a particular issue. And whether that's a political issue, whether that's a community issue, whether that's a family issue, it's so easy to, to demonize and dismiss the others because they think or act differently. I believe it was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said we, we hate each other because we don't know each other. We don't know each other because we don't communicate with each other. We don't communicate with each other because we just aren't together. Uh, we are separated from each other. 
And so we have to do the reverse of that. Uh, We have to connect with those who disagree with us or those who think or live differently than we do. Uh, We have to be able to have conversations uh, in different ways uh, than just doing our Twitter rant uh, or posting some blast of an opponent on social media. Because so often we we create these convenient diversions that keep us busy, that keep us distracted, that keep us numb, and a safe distance from the deeper dialogue, the more rigorous thinking that we have to get to. And it doesn't matter what the issue is, whether it's homelessness or race relations, the opioid epidemic, uh, or a struggling neighbor, or maybe even personal debt or a failing family relationship. So often we find these convenient, even pleasant distractions And we cannot let those distractions become the substitute for crucial conversations. And on this Holocaust Remembrance Day, I want to go back uh, to an account from uh, Erwin Lutzer, uh, who once described a very quaint German town during World War II. Uh, This little German town had a picturesque little church that sat near the railroad tracks. And it became the embodiment of what a pleasant distraction, preventing crucial conversations, and morphing into something really awful. Uh, Lutzer shared, uh, this was an eyewitness account uh, from the town. Uh, They said, quote, We heard stories of what was happening to the Jews, but we tried to distance ourselves from it because we felt what could anything or anyone do to stop it. Each Sunday morning, we would hear the train whistle blowing in the distance, then the wheels coming over the tracks. We became disturbed when we heard cries coming from the train as it passed by our little church. We realized that it was carrying Jews like cattle in those cars. The account continues. Week after week, the whistle would blow, and we dreaded to hear the sounds of those wheels because we knew what we would hear next, we would hear the cries of those Jews en route to a death camp. Their screams tormented us inside our little church. The account continues. Think of this happening. Little church near the railroad tracks, they can hear the screams and cries of mothers and children uh, really treated like cattle in the cars of that train going off to one of the death camps. The account continues, we knew the time the train was coming, and when we heard the whistle blow, we began singing hymns. So that by the time the train came past our little church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we sang more loudly and soon heard them no more. That's a devastating account. Uh, Author Andy Andrews, uh, in referencing uh, Lutzer's account uh, from this little village in Germany, he asked a very penetrating question for all of us. How loudly are you singing? Now, there is nothing, and we talked about this with Rabbi Zippel, nothing compares to the senseless slaughter of innocent individuals. Nothing. And I think the rabbi got it right in saying we, we can't be comparing all these other things, mask mandates or vaccination mandates or whatever it is, uh, to Nazis, to Germany, to, uh, to what happened during the Holocaust. Uh, those comparisons don't fly. But we can ask ourselves the question 
of the, the metaphor of these local citizens singing louder in order to avoid dealing with difficult issues. Uh, because I do think that is applicable. I think John F. Kennedy uh, popular, popularized a quote uh, attributed to Dante that the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in times of great moral crisis maintain their neutrality. Uh, we simply cannot whistle past the graveyard or sing our way past a lot of the issues of our day. And so that's my question to everybody on this Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, as you think about that specific issue and as you think about others, are we singing loudly as we pass by challenges that are around us? Are we, We've talked about this a lot today. Are we singing loudly as we pass by the homeless on our streets? Are we whistling our way around refugees and neighbors in need? Are we humming sweet melodies while ignoring the tragedy of teen and veteran suicide? Are we joining the the chorus that uh, everything is great and wonderful while hoping the inconvenient issues of religious liberty, of LGBTQ rights, or national debt, or breakdown of family uh, are conveniently swept under the rug? Do we find ourselves just kind of tapping our toes to the rhythm of our own political beat while blindly disregarding the erosion of trust, of truth, integrity, and honesty, uh, and again, that intellectual humility from our leaders in business, in institutions, and government? And are we joining the type of community karaoke rather than holding elected officials accountable for doing their jobs, for keeping their promises, and solving the nation's problems instead of their own political problems? So for each of us, uh, we really do have to ask ourselves the question today on this Holocaust Remembrance Day. Am I just singing loudly past the issues of the day? If we do not learn the lessons from the past, we are doomed to repeat them in the future. And we've got to do better. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.